everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where we had a little technical difficulty, but everything is fine, and where it is commencement week across this great country of ours. What is going on here? Everything is playing at the same time. My God, it is commencement week across this great country of ours. We wish everyone from kindergarten to graduate school a mazal tov to all. And to all those who are graduating law school this week, come on. Do we need more lawyers? No, I'm just kidding. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. I mean, I'm blinking twice, and I still don't see Yoni. You know why? Because it's Avrami. What's going on, Avram? Boker Tov to one and all. Boker Tov to you. How's everything? Thank God everything's good except for that little thing that just happened there. Yeah, you know, when technology takes over and doesn't exactly work the way we would like to, it really, really stinks. Yeah, not a good way for me to reintroduce myself to being here on a Thursday. No, no. we could. I mean, for that, I could have had Yoni. (laughs) (laughs) No, just kidding. Just kidding. Happy to have you here. I heard that your commute went smoothly and that the... um, the whatever was going on with the leak on the bus seemed to have not have affected you. That's because you were not taking a boat to work. Though the weather here in New York is quite stormy, so a boat might have been appropriate. Uh, a lot going on this week. We have been celebrating Embassy Week, or as Nahum was wishing everyone on Monday, a Yom Embassy Sameach. Yes, and if you have not uh, called, emailed, or, or WhatsApped, the White House thanking President Trump. I highly recommend that you do so. I certainly did, and so did my kids. It is a it is an unbelievable thing what took place on Monday, and um, we were happy, very very happy, to be able to bring all of that to you. And thanks to our friends at Aterod Kohanim for making sure that our coverage of the embassy move could take place and be brought to you in real time. And congratulations to Atara Kohanim. The dinner last night was beautiful. Nahum and I were there for a few moments, and uh, we were able to watch the video. If you didn't get a chance to watch the video because you weren't at the dinner, it is available, I'm pretty sure, on their website. It is really quite moving. And again, we thank our friends at Atara Kohanim. Um, It's World Hypertension Day. I have no idea why. I'm I'm feeling, I'm you know, before that whole glitch of rum, I had no stress. Uh, well, yeah, I was feeling a little bit of something on the way here, a little bit of heartburn, something going That's on. That's so. more than I needed to know. Let's go to the fortune cookie. <laughs> I'm aborting all the other national holidays because I don't know what Avram is going to say in relation to them. So hold on one second. Let's do, uh, let's do our national holiday. Uh, sorry, let's do our fortune cookie. Wow. All right, you ready? I am ready. Actually, I think that this fortune works really well for interviewing Lipa. So here we go. People make plans. Fate makes the plan successful, right? That's a good one. That's a good one. I hope Leepa heard that while he's on hold. Is that like man plans and God laughs? No, no. I think this is the positive spin (laughs) on man plans and God laughs. Man plans and God laughs is how this show started with our glitch. (laughs) Thanks a lot. But now, man plans. People make plans, but fate makes the plan successful. And look at that. We have an unbelievable success story on the on the line with us today, Lipa Schmelzer is the father of four. He is known for worldwide for his music, his entertainment, and his activism. And as of this week, he is also well known for having graduated with honors from Columbia with a double major in creative writing and visual arts, painting, printmaking, and sculpture. He has released over 17 blockbuster albums, as well as several music videos that have accumulated and have 
have accumulated millions and millions of views. He has performed at numerous venues such as Madison Square Garden, Town Hall, and venues in Israel worldwide. He even sang in front of President Obama at the Hanukkah party that took place in the White House years before. He is actively recording new and upcoming artists and content in honor of his celebrating 18 years of Lipa. He's also working on a book of poetry in conjunction with America Care, America, AmeriCare, sorry about that, Home Care, to give the remaining Holocaust survivors a chance to speak their minds. He is the youngest of child of a family of 12 children, if I'm not mistaken, of child of, of survivors of the Holocaust. And his greatest happiness is making other people smile. Good morning, Lipa. Good morning. How are you? Mazal tov to you on your graduation. Thank you so much. And you did a beautiful read. Thank you. Of the introduction. And um, yeah, I did get for it said that, uh, you know, the faith is what makes, makes it a success. And um, I definitely um, can consider it my uh, milestone of success. And it's unbelievable. And I'm so grateful to be here with you online today. No, it's absolutely my pleasure. I'm just going to ask you, I think that your, uh, your connection is a little bit weak and we don't want to miss anything that you're saying. So if you, if, you know, if we could just work on, uh, on your cell phone. That, yeah, that would be great. you got to work on a better connection. Yeah. So let me see if I have a call here. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call in. It's okay. Even on even online, people may hear. Not everything is perfect. Okay, now this wherever you're standing right now is perfect. <laughs> so let's talk. Yeah, for, yeah you're, you sound great. Right now you sound great. So let's talk a little bit about Colombia. Before I get your impressions of what, uh, you know, your first experiences at Columbia on campus on Morningside Heights in Manhattan, I want to know what Columbia's first impressions were of you. Um, it depends because I think that every day, Every day there, there were more uh, first expressions. Mm. I think that some people even just saw me by graduation. But, um, like, uh, I'll give you a story that uh, is a transparent story that I wouldn't even usually share online on the radio. So, after, so by, the, by the commencement the other day, there was, like, this huge screen so people and family members can see What's going on, you know, because there's like 35,000 people there. Right. So I went over. There's an African-American woman controlling one of the cameras. And I went over there and I said, can I be on the screen for a minute? And really what I wanted is that my little children, my youngest son was there. I wanted him to see me for a second on the screen. Sure. She said to me, Lipa, you have enough fame. Let <laughs> me give this to other, to other people. <laughs> and I I said, you know me? That's great. He said, of course I know you. That's... I kind of had this um, blushing moment. And I said, you know what? This is made from God. You're right. And we work on ourselves every day. But it depends who and what expression means. But I can tell you that in every class I went, if it wasn't a core curriculum class, core curriculum is the... Is the class that everybody has to take. It's right. not part of your major. It's part that they want everybody who goes out of Colombia to know certain ideal ideas. It could be a little philosophy, religion, diversity, you know, language. So in a core curriculum class, I would sit with 100 people in the class at some point. So that's 
a different type of class. But anything that has to do with my major, which is writing or printmaking or sculpture or painting, I would have people recognize that I'm a little bit um, outside the box, I should say. <laughs> and uh, that's like saying this humbly. So in other words, in other words, I, um, it gave me strength because sometimes one may think that God gave me gifts, but it's only based on the fact that I'm here in this community. If I would be in a bigger community, okay. But here in Colombia, I was in the wider community. And I think that it made me recognize the gift that Hashem gave me, that my talents that I have, that was even, if I say, if I may say, recognizable in places where people don't know me as Lipa. Wow. And I can tell you that I did not get any honorary, any honor student for being Lipa. I had to work very, very hard just like everybody else. In fact, I was even, uh, my, at certain points, my grades didn't even match the wishes I had. And it didn't help. It was either I did the work or I didn't do the work. Right. Right. It's a great equalizer when, you're, when, you're, when your fame and your talent are semi-irrelevant and you're just equal to everyone else based on what happens in the classroom and how you commit yourself as a student, then, you know, then that's it. It's just what you're bringing to each class and is what is going to determine how well you do in that course. So all of your albums and all of your success are irrelevant to your professors. So so there's a there's a tremendous purity in that you graduated with honors. It, to me, it makes your honors even more honorable. That's absolutely right. And, and the world has a, has a way of operating. We're human beings, I should say. We operate and we always want that next thing. You know, I have mm-hmm. the, three, the three types of honors in Colombia, um, four types. Um, the, inter, the, the, the school, the, the school itself, and, which I have, and I have um, Magna and Kuma. And there's one, which is like the highest, which you have to have like a 3.9 and change. Right. And that I didn't, and that I didn't have, obviously, with my math background. So the, like to, I took a math class. I had to take science classes. <laughs> and that class, to do the math, was very difficult for me. Sure. Other than that, I think I was quiet. I did the most, which, everything that was dependent on my own will, I did great. And I think that's what makes me, that's what gave me the, the honorees. But um, anything that, like with math, wasn't my fault. I couldn't. I don't have any background in this. Don't worry. Don't worry, Lipa. You wouldn't, neither one yeah. of us would use that math in college anymore anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I want to just say is, and that's why I'm trying to be transparent about it so people can learn from this, because it's very nice and, it's very nice and easy for the listeners to say, wow, look at Lipa. Okay, this is what he did. I'm not him. And I like to show that I'm just regular human. I'm even... Um, I don't want to say more human than anybody else, but I have my things that I can't, that I don't advertise. I have my obstacles that are so hard for me and to believe in myself and every semester again to think if I will really make it and this class, I won't make probably. So the point what I wanted to say is that when I got all the honors, but I didn't get that last one, I didn't get that highest one, I was still thinking, what could I have done to make it to that? And we have to work on ourselves to know that it's good that we humans have to drive to always go forward and to always look up to something else we didn't have because that's what makes us imperfect and that's what, that, that is what makes us want to go further. But at the same time, we have to recognize the strength and growth that we did. 
and not to beat ourselves up and to look down on ourselves because there's no limit to how much more you can grow. Absolutely. But it's important to look in the mirror and say, wow, look at how far I came. I remember when I made through RCC, I remember when I started my GED. This is six and a half years in the making, almost seven years. I took a GED, then I went to SUNY Rockland, and um, I didn't think I'm going to make that through. And then I made that through, and I won a chance the words. I went to Albany, and then I asked my professor, one of my professors in RCC, if I should go to Manhattanville here in Westchester, mm-hmm. or I should go to Columbia. Now, of course, it's a huge difference. Right. But he said to me, if you want to be a top student like you were here, then go to Manhattanville. If you're ready to settle for these and these, then you can go to Columbia. That's Ooh. what he said to me. Ooh. And now, meanwhile, I'm in Columbia. I'm... I'm, I'm, I graduated with a very high GPA. I, I, I have two, you know, two honor, um, you know, three honor degrees, and a double major. And I don't say this to be a bit to, to be to brag or something. I say this because I was a child that was named the Potato Head. I was a child that was set on a table which is called the Gloss Table, in front of thirty other children. And I was named the stupidity of nine stories, many, many things as a child. This is before being Leaper Leaper. And this, this is before going through controversy with music. This is like my childhood. And for me to stand in this gown and graduate like this from Columbia University should be a strong message to everybody in the community that if you really want to do something, you could do it. And you should never, ever give in to any bullying. Amazing. That's really my main message that I want to say. Amazing. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And Lipa Schmelzer joins us. He is obviously known to all of our listeners as Lipa, the world-renowned music star. But he is also now the academic and the scholar graduating with honors this week from Columbia University. I saw a number of the pictures um, that you had posted on uh, your Twitter feed and on Instagram about regarding you in graduation and you in your cap and gown and you standing with a Gemara with your cap and gown and actually if our viewers are if our listeners right now are looking at the app the image that they'll see is of you in your cap and gown and there's so much pride I mean obviously in the words that you're speaking right now there's so much pride in the work that you've done but there's so much excitement by you as a student in your work that and in your studies that it's it's incredibly um it's it's contagious that excitement is contagious i remember when we were backstage you and i and nachum were backstage for the united hatsala concert featuring you and jay leno and you were the musical performer in advance of jay leno and before the show began we're all backstage and jay was being incredibly generous and taking pictures with everyone and you had a camera you had a camera the likes of which was older than you and i combined and you and everyone's taking pictures on their phones but you had this camera and you were taking this picture for one of your I guess photography classes etc and it was very important to you that you use that camera in particular and develop the film and show your professors and you were the excitement that you were displaying backstage that day wasn't of you know the fact that we were taking pictures with Jay Leno that in and of itself is exciting but you were excited about how it was going to contribute to your studies and I was I was floored by that because there are plenty of people who go through college and go through classes and don't get the most out of everything but yet you were so involved and so excited about everything you were doing it was coming it was coming through even in that moment that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable to hear. And by the way, it goes along the line 
with the with the old camera because what the old camera takes takes out from what we have today is the fancy schmancy colors and uh, and the, and the automatic focusing and all the clarity that we have today. All it gives you is a moment, a message that you don't have all the things. You can just see the black and white, almost blurred line, but you see the story in it. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, I moved on from that to painting and to sculpture and to filmmaking, but, but I remember that moment. And um, in essence, it also captures the message that you just say. It's a black and white message. And, and you know, it's a message about this is the story. And, and, and it's a message about pausing for a second. And like video, you can see much HD videos today, but you don't pause. You don't mm. pause for a second like the way our, our bobbies paused when they had that one picture when they went to develop it in the pharmacy and they took it home and they just looked at it. Look at this. <laughs> and they didn't even realize this was part of their story at that day. It took four weeks till they got it back and they looked at the picture and said, wow. And this is what we sometimes need to uh, check in and look at ourselves and say, wow, this is, this, is what I, this is what I did until now. This is what I had accomplished. And it, it's interesting. A guy... His name is Ezra from uh, Hill or from Columbia. He tells me yesterday that he tells people that my talking on the radio or on TV or wherever that people ask me about my graduation is mainly to spread this message that I said about the importance of education, especially in the community where not everybody knows how to appreciate it. So I said to him, even if someone would think that I do it just because I need a PR, it still works for me. Because at the end of the day, people will get the message. Mm. In other words, whichever way you slice it, right. which, if, if, I, if I check myself in my mind, if I really do this Lashem Shemaim, whatever it is, the message comes across. The message has to come across. I had, before I went to Colombia, I can't give away exactly the details, but I, I never said this anyway publicly. I'm just going to touch on it. I had an offer of a certain, that I will be comfortable with, with money-wise if I give up certain ideas. And one of the ideas I had to give up is Columbia and that I shouldn't go to school. And that was the last straw I couldn't give up. I said, no, I worked very hard mm. to get here and I'm not going to give this up, even if it means that I lose money, even if it means... And, and, and it wasn't easy. And he mentioned America before. I have to give a thank you to Ellie Kleiman and, and Panina and the people in America because, because in all reality... I would not be able to, without a little bit of stability, I would not be able to, to function like that in school. But let's make no mistake, for somebody who is, who is in mid-30s to 40, to go to school and having to feed a family and to work and to do homework, it's very hard. It's hard for an 18-year-old. Right. And it was, it was brutally hard. And then I lost my father. There's a lot of things, like the last two semesters was very, very hard for me to, to focus. It was unbelievable. It was the first time I had to go to my advisor and say, I'm going through a lot of difficult times and I don't know how to, I need, I need help. Wow. And that's okay too. That's okay too. A hundred percent. I want to talk for a second though, before we run out of time, I, I do want to mention the Hillel and the Jewish community on campus. It is a very vibrant campus with a great Jewish life. And um, the Yavna community on campus is also tight knit and very proud. And I was wondering if you were if you were able to be part of that campus and that 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 part of campus life, and if they were if you were able to make friends through the Hillel, and if you were able to ever spend Shabbos on campus with everybody. 
So if you just ask, and he said we're almost out of time, I wish I can talk an hour about it. <laughs> because I want, to, I want you to know that I told this, there's a guy, Cooper, he's a big family, and he lives uh, out of town, I think in Memphis. Right. So he was, here, he was here yesterday, and he said to me, he said to me, hope you can tell your Hasidim that the modern Orthodox are not so whatever, not so bad, not so far from Judaism than they think. Uh, because there was a guy in Brooklyn, somebody who was a Mashpia even, I can't say his name, he asked me, are there any Jews in Colombia? And I was thinking, where do people live? Of course there are. <laughs> so anyway, so, so I told this, Cooper, the, this guy, the father, I said, and I'm thinking I say this now on the radio here, but I said, this is where I picked up my Judaism. Wow. If I can see in Hello girls who wear pants, not everybody wears pants, but I'm saying even girls who wear pants, but for me, where I, in my upbringing, it was like, what? They can be up 7.40 a.m. and be by the minion every morning. This shows me a different perspective on Judaism. These people who come to the Hillel, a wide spectrum from Five Towns to Flatbush to you name it, to Memphis, to Chicago, they chose their Judaism. They're so proud. It's unbelievable. There's a guy, a secular guy from Israel. His name is Rudy. And he's not even part of Hillel, I think. He's like, he's like completely secular. Maybe he comes in once in a while. He took the gown that Columbia gives the crown, uh-huh. and above, he went to an embroidery, and above the crown, he embedded Star of David. Wow. And then he took the scarf, like you know the scarf, the, the, the Arabic scarf, so now people in colleges make the Israeli scarf. Right. So he went with this on stage in Colombia, and he was holding Israeli flags. I mean, many people were holding Israeli flags, and other people, of course, held other flags, but... I'm using him as an example because he took major guts wow. that I would not have. And I'm, I'm a guy that has pretty much a lot of guts. And I would never, ever take the initiative of change the, the malchus, the kingdom clothing, you know, to, to embroider my own thing. But why am I saying this? It's a beautiful thing to see people express themselves. I came to Colombia. I learned so much about the world. And quite frankly, I even learned about the fact I had a TA from Lebanon. And I, there's an there's a artist from Iran that I knew. And, and, and I, I said to myself, I don't have the solution, but there's got to be that, if pe- that if there will be a lot of misconceptions in the world that can be vanished, and that if there wouldn't be terrorist organizations, then a lot of human beings might just be good to other human beings mm. if they wouldn't have that, that type of poisonous education. Because you see, in Colombia, where everything has to be controlled, you can't just, uh, yes, you can protest peacefully, but you can't, yeah? So you can see all of a sudden that people can live in peace, all types of people. But to finish back of the Hillel, not to go off track, Hillel is an unbelievable organization. I was there for Shabbos many times. I um, was also in the Chabad house. I was a, a, associated myself with Yavna wow. and, and, and with, all the, with the two rabbis, Rabbi Noam and Rabbi Joan, all the, all, all the people, the good people. And I learned a lot about Judaism from these students in Hillel that will be for me for the rest of my life. I even have a group. CBC, Columbia, but not Kabura, which I opened right. so we can stay connected on WhatsApp. Unbelievable. Lipa, I, I wish you, uh, I mean, tremendous Hatzlacha and continued success in your studies. Rumor has it that you're now going for a master's at Columbia in Judaic Studies? So I'm accepted in the master's and I'm checking myself. I want to meditate on it a lot to see if I'm only taking it because I'm accepted <laughs> or, or, or if I really. You know, that if this is what I want to do. I'm definitely going to go for a master's, but, I, but there's two things. Maybe I wait a year. Maybe I'll take once a week. 
more than once a week I won't because I want to focus on my children. Right. I want to focus on my panasa, and I, um, I need to focus on my life to grow and to be on that speed until like until now. I, I don't want to collapse. I mean, I have to focus on many, many things. And once a week, maybe on Thursday, like somebody goes to Colel, I'll go to Columbia Colel. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, uh, I have to think. I have to think about it. But I am accepted. And That's if amazing. I would, I would probably focus on today poetry, beautim, art and to combine it to what I already do. Beautiful. Well, continued Hatzlachah to you. This has been an, an incredibly inspiring interview. I thank you for taking the time. I certainly would love to continue it. I love talking about academics and Judaism and being out there and being public. It's, it's, uh, it gives tremendous strength to everyone out there. It certainly does, and you are an exceptional role model. So continue great work, and we look forward to speaking to you again and a, and a good yuntif, an upcoming Shavuos, a good yuntif, and a good Shabbos. Thank you so, so much. You too, the Shabbos. Kol Tov. Kol Tov. You've been listening to That's Live here at the Nachum Siegel Network. What an incredible conversation with Lipa Schmelzer. Uh, we'll definitely get that up online as soon as possible. The live lunch starts right Wow, really, right after this, in just a few moments, I know Avrami's giving me that look of, yeah, let's start the music in the background because you're going late again. So if you're, when you start hearing it, you'll know exactly what it is. There you go. Yeah, we're going to do a little leap, but we're going to close out with Hansalach. Obviously, that makes the most, most sense. Yeah, so our conversation about Laurel and Yanni. If you don't know what we're talking about, well, you will in a couple of minutes. We're going to do our own Laurel-Yanni competition. Yeah, what do you hear coming up on the live lunch? Hopefully... Uh, we're going to get an audiologist to call in as well and continue the discussion here at the live lunch. I'm sure Nachum is going to be thrilled to death with this segment when we uh, when we begin it. And then, of course, after the live lunch, the afternoon continues with a full schedule of programming. Throwback Thursdays at 1 p.m. JM Rewind is at 4 p.m. The Arab Shabbos Show, hosted by Mark Zomik, brought to you by Kedem, is at 7 p.m. Tomorrow morning, join Nachum as he hosts JM and AM from 6 to 9 in the morning. And yes, Dr. Malcolm Holnine. By the way, I'm the only one, I think, calling Malcolm Dr. Malcolm Holnine, but I'm going to continue with that until I'm told otherwise. Dr. Malcolm Holnine joins Nachum at 7.40 tomorrow morning with the weekly update. Rabbi Yudin, of course, is at 8.20. An encore presentation of Naomi and Table for Two is at 9 o'clock, and the encore presentation presentation of the Arab Shabbos show with Mark Zamek starts, of course, at 10 o'clock. And then we have the Arab Shabbos music mix continues up until candlelighting here in the New York area. I want to wish everyone a good Shabbos and a Chag Shavuot Sameach. Cheesecake for all, folks. We're closing with Hantalach by Lipa. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>